Welcome to Power Up, a podcast show hosted by Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio that brings life to some of the stories on Power Electronics technologies and products featured on PowerElectronicsNews.com and through other as Pencor Media publications. In this show, you'll hear both engineers and executives discuss news, challenges, and opportunities for power electronics in markets such as automotive, industrial, and consumer. Here is your host, Editor-in-Chief of PowerElectronicsNews.com and EEWeb.com, Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio. Hello everyone and welcome to this new episode of Power Up. Today we will talk about GAN devices for space applications with Bella Zar, Chief Executive Officer of EPC Space. Unlike silicon, whereby specific manufacturing processes and packaging are required to insulate semiconductors from the effects of radiation, GAN devices are largely resistant to the issues caused by space radiation due to their physical characteristics and structure. GAN power devices should be the ideal choice for power conversion applications in space because they are more robust than hard rad MOSFETs when exposed to various forms of radiation. The electrical and thermal performance of GAN has also demonstrated superior operation in a space environment. In this podcast with Bell Azar, Chief Executive Officer of EPC Space, we will analyze the importance of GAN for the space. Bell brings 30 and more years of experience in the semiconductor, aerospace and defense technology fields. In addition to his role as CEO of EPC Space, Bell currently serves as COO of Efficient Power Conversion, EPC. Let's talk with Bell. Hi, Bell. Thanks a lot for being here. Thanks a lot uh, for having you at PowerUp. How are you? Good, good. And you, Maurizio, thank you for this opportunity. Thank you very much. Thank you. I'm fine. Good. So where are you, where are you located, Bell? I am located in Los Angeles, California, United States. Nice place. Wonderful. Yes. yes. So before starting, today we will talk about uh, GAN for space. So, but uh, before, before that... Uh, Tell, tell me, tell us, uh, tell to our power electronic community, community more about you. Please introduce yourself. Sure. Uh, my name is uh, Bell Lazar. I'm an electrical engineer and a computer engineer. Um, and I've been fortunate to be involved with radiation-hardened power electronics from the late 80s at uh, International Rectifier, or IR. Um, IR introduced the world's first radiation-hardened power MOSFET, which I was part of that team. Um, and at IR, I uh, started as an electrical engineer with the aerospace and defense business unit. And eventually I led the group. Um, I was there at IR for 22 years. Then I moved to Microsemi Corporation as corporate senior VP of operation, operations, I should say. And then I became CEO of API Tech a NASDAQ-traded RF-based company for aerospace and defense market. Then I joined uh, Alex Lido at EPC Corp. in 2016. Um, and I have completed 19 uh, M&A transactions throughout my career. With regards to the GAN journey, the fun and excitement has just begun. Good. So 
GAN power devices for space. So let's start with the, the space environment. So why is space so difficult for the electronics? What are the radiation and radiations and levels in play in the space? Well, Maurizio, the, um, as you know, the electronics in space actually face a very harsh environment that includes radiation effects. Uh, and these electronics um, on a satellite must endure during the life cycle of a satellite. Uh, as you know, there are no repairs in a satellite. Once it's launched, it's there forever uh, until it dies. Uh, for semiconductors, there are several types of radiation in this space. When devices actually in satellite... Um, they experience some form of high energy radiation bombardment. They all experience it. There are three types of radiation, gamma radiation, neutron radiation, and heavy ion bombardment. And um, an energetic particle that can cause damage to a semiconductor is, could, could cause damage in three primary ways. Uh, it can cause traps in a non-conducting layer or it can cause uh, physical damage to the crystal, also referred to as displacement damage. Or it can generate a cloud of electron hole pairs that will cause the device to momentarily conduct and possibly burn out in the process. Now, the physical properties and construction of a GAN device compared to silicon gives GAN superior immunity to the damage caused by radiation in space. So let's take them one at a time. Let's discuss the gamma radiation first. The industry uses a term called TID or total ionizing dosage as a metric. Um, well, let's talk about the silicon. Silicon is susceptible to this form of radiation, while EGAN FETs are not. Um, and numerous tests have revealed that the EGAN FETs can withstand up to 40 and maybe even more, 40 megarads of total ionizing dosage without any noticeable effect to the functionality of the device. This is due to the fact that an EGAN fat, the gate is separated from the underlying channel by aluminum gallium nitride layer. And this layer does not accumulate charge when subjected to gamma radiation. So from a TID standpoint, EGAN fat is completely immune. So now let's move on to the second type of radiation effect, which is uh, neutron bombardment. Mm -hmm. Here, the primary failure mechanism is displacement damage, whereby you have high energy neutrons will scatter off atoms in the crystal lattice and leave behind lattice defects. Now, the impact of neutrons on GAN crystal and the entire device structure is minimum because GAN superior, uh, superior, superior performance under neutron radiation is that GAN has a much higher displacement threshold energy than compared with silicon. Now, the third type of radiation effect, which is called single event effect or SEE, silicon devices are susceptible to three types of SEE. One is called single event rupture, the second is single event burnout, and the third is single event upset. EGAN devices do not have a gate oxide, which means they're not prone to single event rupture. In addition, EGAN devices do not have the ability to conduct large number of holes very effect efficiently, and so they're not prone to single event upset. Now, they are prone to a certain extent uh, to, they can experience a rising drain to source uh, leakage current, which could cause a device to exceed its data sheet. 
Now, EPC has developed a family of EGAN fats that are immune to single event uh, under heavy bombardment, like an 85 let, which is a measure of energy deposited per unit length as an energetic particle travels through the material. So there you have it. Those are the effect, uh, radiation effects that the uh, electrons in space can experience. So let's focus on um, some application on power management for, for space, space uh, technology. Uh, so the biggest uh, driver of cost uh, is the weight in uh, a satellite and uh, in power system, but, but, but this is in general, weight is uh, proportional to efficiency. Uh, so the more efficient, efficient a system is, the smaller it is and the less uh, thermal management is uh, required. Uh, what are the the issues, uh, the problems in terms of power supply for, for space that the designers are going to, to solve? Uh, so gallium nitride uh, devices are used in, uh, in high volume and have several years of flight heritage in many applications for, for space. Uh, you mentioned uh, some advantages again about again for for uh, for space in particular. What question do consumer consumers have for you, and how can again improve to to provide the the finest products? Very good question, Mauricio. The 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 key, um, and we'll talk more about it throughout. Uh, but the key difference between an EGAN uh, fed and silicon fed is that their figure of merit or FOM which is defined as a product uh, or multiplication of the on resistance and the input gate chargers, QG. For let's, let's take an example. Um, let's say for similarly rated red heart devices, let's say 100 volt, uh, 30 amps, a typical red heart MOSFET has a figure of merit of uh, 2.9, while an equivalent EGAN FAT um, in space or in our space uh, portfolio is about 0.17 in both same units. So the lower the figure of merit, the easier it is to drive the device uh, for a given on-state re resistance. Generally speaking, an EGAN device will typically have a figure of merit that are about five times or less than equivalent MOSFET. But then again, okay, you say, okay, well, what does that really mean to the end user? Well, as you know, it takes much less power to drive the gate of a, um, of a GAN FET well, whose characteristics are otherwise equivalent to similar FET, which means, really means that the gate drive requirements aren't as demanding for a GAN FET as they are for a silicon FET. So I'm going to give you here an example. I might get a little bit into some uh, formula and details, but at the, at the bottom line is you will see it's, uh, GAN is much more efficient to drive. But let's say the gate input capacitance or CISS for a MOSFET is 5600 uh, picofarad or puff while it's 850 puffs for the EGAN FET. Now the power losses, which are, uh, which are the key driving factor in the satellite, you don't want to lose, uh, you, you, you want to maximize, you minimize your power losses. The power loss here to drive these uh, capacitance is the power loss is P, which is equal to the CISS times the square of the voltage gate, gate of the voltage times the switching frequency. Now the gate voltage required to fully enhance a MOSFET is 12 volt, while a, while a GAN FET is 5 volt. If we assume a one megahertz switching frequency, then MOSFET gate-related power loss is about 800 milliwatts, while the gate-drive-related uh, losses, and again, is 21 milliwatts. So this is significantly lower. 
So the lower the power losses equate to greater efficiency. For the gate uh, for the gate drive circuit, it means it can be physically smaller as well, which is an important criteria for space-based application. So in space, like other markets, we're trying to address weight, efficiency, reliability, and all these categories, EGAN excels and outperforms the aging uh, red heart silicon. So there you have it. Can you give uh, uh, some uh, examples in uh, of implementations of GAN for space in particular? I can think about the CDC converters and the motor drivers. Maybe between among these two applications where the situation is uh, more critical. And apart from power management, if there are other applications where GAN can be used. Sure. Um, you know, we uh, EPC Space is a joint venture between uh, EPC Corp and VPT. Uh, and VPT is a uh, DC DC converter company on the, uh, in Virginia. But let me use an example from um, our uh, strategic partner, uh, VPT. So we have a VPT has a DC DC converter that uses EGAN FETs uh, from uh, EPC Space. Uh, let's use an example of a product that uh, it's called SGRB 128S which has a 100-volt input and an adjustable output uh, from 12-volt to 28-volt. Uh, output power up to up to 400-watt, which is you know high-power uh, converter, and efficiency is up to above 96%. And it's probably one of the highest efficiency uh, high-power DC-DC converter on the market today for space. Now, without this uh, EGAN, this efficiency would not have been possible. So typically an EGAN FET would add about two to three percentage points to the efficiency, which is huge uh, for space and other applications. Now you talk about what other applications besides DC DC converters, uh, you know, we, we sell a lot for a lot of application among them is the motor drives. And so EPC space has shipped over 120,000 red heart EGAN FETs and motor drive applications for satellites reaction wheels. Over 400 of these satellites are flying today in orbit and a couple of hundred more is to come. So in addition to the power management, uh, so we've got these uh, motor drives and in addition to the motor drives, EGAN FETs are used for LiDAR application space and control systems such as uh, EGAN-based drivers for large and micro pumps and satellites. Such pumps can be used in spacecraft propulsion, uh, propellant management, such as refueling, and other in-space fluid management, such as cooling. So those are the examples of applications. So like uh, wideband gap uh, semiconductors, uh, so as, uh, as you know, we, have also, uh, we also have silicon carbide. Can silicon carbide be used on the same level in the space? So what are the uh, considerations, your thought here? So if uh, I'm correct uh, in space missions, the voltage, the voltages involved are actually lower than most of the AC line voltages. And in this range, GAN uh, should be, is much higher uh, performing than silicon carbide. So should be the better choice. Yeah, I mean, look, the silicon carbide has its its benefits as well. Uh, you know, silicon carbide, well, in spacecrafts where you have a need for like a, a high voltage, let's say over 600 volts, uh, maybe a thousand volts, um, there are certain applications and also requires very high temperature, like, you know, maybe like um, greater than 400 degrees C for uh, for satellites that actually travel closer to certain, um, certain planets. Um uh, 
So in, in this case, silicon carbide can be acceptable solution. Um, with silicon carbide, you, you don't have to rely on the thermal radiators to dissipate heat as the silicon carbide can handle very high temperature. Now, having said that, uh, silicon carbide devices do not operate uh, efficiently, efficiently at the lower voltage due to their design construction when compared to mm -hmm. an EGAN. In addition, they're not as robust as the EGAN FETs under single event uh, effects. So if you need voltages less than 600 volts and efficient power management and excellent single event, then uh, EGAN is a clear winner, uh, both from efficiency and from a radiation immunity standpoint. Yeah. Great. Thank you. So, Bell, my last uh, questions. Re reliability. So in terms of reliability, the space... Uh, Uh, the space environment will be more important just i mean because it's difficult for for electronics um, because uh, you have to be sure about the function of the devices considering the cost of each space mission what are the main tests um, to guarantee the best performance and uh, what are the next challenges from your perspective your company Yeah, absolutely. So EPC is a company performs extensive reliability testing on all devices uh, and the reliability reports are on the web. You can reference them um, anytime you want. Uh, in addition, uh, for Red Heart uh, EGAN FETs, uh, EPC Space performs 100% screening and what we call QCI testing per uh, milperf, 19500 space level requirements. Um, and so we meet all the requirements for a um, military standard uh, screening. For, for the next challenge uh, for us is to develop uh, slightly higher voltages, Red Heart GAN FETs and monolithic Red Heart ICs. Uh, in addition, um, we have recently introduced uh, a series of uh, EPC7 uh, Red Heart devices that will be, um, will be qualified with the U.S.-based Defense Logistics Agency, or DLA, for QPL product offering, which will allow us, allow EPC Space, to sell standard Red Heart products that will be accepted worldwide. At the same time, we're actually planning on getting European Space Agency qualification and approval for, um, for GAN in space. So that's our uh, next challenge. Thank you, Bell. Thanks a lot for joining uh, at Power Up and uh, see you next. Thank you. Thank you, Maurizio. Thank you very much. That brings us to the end of this episode. Stay tuned with more news and technical aspects about power electronics. If you are listening to this uh, on the podcast page at etimes.com or powerelectronicsnews.com, links to articles on topics we have discussed are shown in this page. Power Up is brought to you by Aspencore Media. The host is Maurizio Di Paolo Emilio and the producer is James Eid. Thank you everyone for listening. See you next episode. Stay tuned. Mm -hmm.